the mic, the mic drop, mic, drop, mic, drop. Mic. Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Big Mike Drop. I am your host, Big Mike. I appreciate y'all for joining me today. What's up? What's up? Thursday. Juneteenth is tomorrow, folks. So I hope we're going to do some heavy celebrating. I know I plan on barbecuing and getting it in. I do not want y'all to see my COVID cut. So let me uh put cover this thing up real quick. Who we got in the house tonight? Well, it's a lot going on today, folks. So kind of wanted to get with you. Um, we're gonna go over the First Amendment today. So we're gonna read over that. I wanna talk about it. I wanna make sure everybody knows about it. I know that seems cliche. What up, what up, T? I know that seems cliche, but uh, it's a lot of people out here that don't, that don't know their rights. And I think right now that's where the focus of the big mic drop needs to be. If you missed us the other night, definitely check us out on YouTube at the Big Mike Drop channel. We did talk about the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, and we talked about the Emancipation Proclamation. Had a real good conversation the other night, and um, I, think it's, I think it's really valuable. I think it's really useful. So once again, if you're back, I appreciate you for coming back. If it's your first time, I hope you enjoy the show. Feel free to leave your comments because we can actually put your comments up on the screen. And if you got a real good question, I'd love answering questions and I love asking questions and receiving answers. So um, I definitely appreciate y'all for joining tonight. So first up, let's talk about the Atlanta police. So, of course, you know, the officers, the two officers that shot Richard Brooks on Friday night have been charged. And it's a litany of charges for Officer Garrett Rolfe. That's his name, Rolfe the one that actually shot and killed Mr. Brooks, he has 11 charges, one including felony murder, and the other one is aggravated assault. So the DA, Paul Howard, came up yesterday, basically states that, hey, we're going to charge this guy with all of these crimes in, 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 compare, in um, connection to Mr. Brooks' death. And then he goes down and dissects the video, and it was some really sad things in there, some really sick things in there. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about a few of those. I hate to be stuck in time on the same on the same uh, platform, but I think this is something that's very important. And I actually got a really special big mic drop coming next week on Thursday, and it's concerning Know Your Rights, and I'll go over the details with that later. Yo, we got Amber Alert checking in from YouTube. 
What up, what up, babe? So yeah, you can't you can't catch us on YouTube also at the Big Mike Drop channel. Um go see it, like, subscribe, please. We need we need the support. Um it's it's uh critical times right now, and we want to keep this thing going. We want to make sure we can get all the best information and all the best content to our people. So um, like I said, hit like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, family, enemies, it doesn't matter. Let them know. So they can come check us out at the Big Mike Drop YouTube channel. So back to the situation with um, DA Paul Howard and the Atlanta police. So you have Garrett Rolfe and you have Devin Brosnan. Those are the two. Those are the two officers. So uh, Devin Brosnan, last I checked, I did not get a chance to watch the news at six o'clock today. But last I checked, Devin Brosnan had actually checked into jail. They had until six p.m. today to turn themselves in. I will be catching up on whether Officer Rolfe or former Officer Rolfe turned himself in um, today at six o'clock. But it's 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 interesting these these charges because D.A. Paul Howard is not playing. And I guess in light and lieu of the other situation that happened the week before last with the young kids from Morehouse who were beaten and tased and you know car busted window busted out of the car and all of this menacing behavior from the police. So those six police were arrested too. So these people are not playing with these folks. So this guy has felony murder, which does, it, it can uh, be chargeable on um, the death penalty. He can, he can receive the death penalty, even though D.A. Howard said he's not going to push for the death penalty. But uh, this, this is like serious. I don't think I've been around where officers caught these type of charges. Now, whether these charges stick or whether it's overkill is going to be another question. But um, some of the details that D.A. Howard went through were, uh, were pretty disturbing. He says that uh, Officer Rolfe kicked Mr. Brooks after he shot him in the back twice. When Mr. Brooks was running and turned around and tried to fire the already discharged taser at Officer Rolfe, and he already knew that the taser was discharged, and he knew that it wasn't a gun, and knew that it wasn't a weapon. He then drew a service weapon, and he shot the man. He shot three shots. One which went into a car with some dudes that were just from out of town visiting, of all places, just get caught up in the middle at a Wendy's drive-through trying to get something to eat. They're here from town in town on a video shoot, and they get caught up in the midst of this, you know, huge case. So um, he put some other people's lives in danger in the process of pursuing Mr. Brooks. And when he shot him and he fell, Mr. Brooks fell. I got him. Now that right there is one of them got you moments. Because now your buddy Brosnan, as uh, according to the DA yesterday, has turned state's evidence and he's going to be a state witness against his partner. So this is um some unprecedented things that's going on in this um in this city right now. And you know, we had some talks about this um a while back, especially when the riots first started before they, you know, they beat up the kids from Morehouse. And Atlanta's always been a city that even though you have some bad seeds, you have uh, uh, they're, they're held accountable for what they do. And it doesn't seem like they're breaking the tradition here with Matt Bottoms and D.A. Howard right now. It seems like they're not playing. Erica Shields, the police chief, she already resigned this week. It's an interim chief in place already. And it's, it's, a, it's a shakeup. It's turmoil in the police department. But um, something else that came up, and you might have seen it trending on Twitter, is what they call the blue flu. 
you know what the blue flu is. So the blue flu is basically when you had a, call of a couple of officers, a bunch of officers. I, I don't know the exact number. Mayor Bottoms didn't say the exact number. But you had some officers that called in sick, did not report to duty last night. And I guess they thought Atlanta was going to burn down without, you know, perhaps, you, you know, somebody kept their life because these gentlemen called in sick. These gentlemen and ladies called in sick, but they called in sick in protest. So that got me to thinking, like, why? Why do they want to quit and why do they want to protest? when this officer has been charged with, with this, this horrible crime, what he did to Mr. Brooks. It, it's a good question. Are these the so-called good cops that are protesting? Is this your way of protesting? You're gonna leave all the bad cops on the force. They're coming to work so they can do whatever they need to do. And all the good cops are the ones that are calling in sick. You know, this whole victim mentality amongst the police departments um, nationwide. I've heard some police commissioners speaking and whatnot, and you would swear they're the victims right now. But it's some, it's some interesting research that, that strengthens the case of systemic racism within the police department, especially, and the criminal justice system. So now it's time to talk about it. I think they're still trying to pull the wool, still trying to keep everybody at bay, but now is the time to really talk about it. So uh, let's see, I got some updates on this. So Amber Alert. So they both turned themselves in today and no bond for Rolf. Brosnan released on signature bond and is not and is not on house arrest. And he's actually still has his job as a police officer. Um, to be honest, I, I, they said that Brosnan stood on Mr. Brooks before they even offered medical attention to him, which was uh, really disturbing. Along with being kicked, he was also stood on. But Officer Brosnan did admit to that, and he did admit to some other things, and he's going to be taking his taking his licks, but he's also going to be testifying against his partner, um, allegedly. Right now, his attorney said that that wasn't the case, but district attorney said that was the case. So I don't know who's lying, but somebody is. I appreciate that information. What's on y'all's mind out there? What do y'all think about Officer Rolf and the, the Rosario Brooks slaying and Officer Brosnan? Do you think that DA Paul Howard reached too far with 11 charges? You think that's overkill or do you think that's well warranted? I'm interested to hear what y'all have to say. Oh, let's see. We got somebody going. All right. So the blue flu is a type of strike action undertaken by police officers in which a large number simultaneously use sick leave. A blue flu is prefer a preferred strike action by police in some parts of the United States where police strikes are prohibited by law. Well, I'll say this. I would fire all of them. Honestly, that would just be me, especially if you recognize that this is what the blue flu is. I mean, the conservative hero to everybody, Ronald Reagan, that's what he did when the FAA went on strike. He fired all of them, got new people. And I think this is probably the best time to do that, because like I just said, I don't think any good police officers who really take their job seriously and who really want to serve the community. I really don't think that they would call in on a strike 
because Officer Dumbass shot somebody and killed somebody, then kicked them and stood on top of them and did all of this other dumb stuff. Now, now good officers want to strike. I, I don't believe it, but um, I would fire all of them. If I were Mayor Bottoms and I could, I would fire each and every one of them and take it up with the union. So, yeah, we do have two um, two separate streams going uh, to one because I'm actually going on my Facebook page. I'm going on the Big Mike Drop Facebook page and I'm going on the Big Mike Drop YouTube channel. So we got we got a couple of different streams going. So I have a question for y'all. And um, let me let me let me know what you think. Are the police becoming a de facto class of overseers who get to keep their job after getting, you know, these numerous complaints about brutality and, you know, mis misrepresenting the police badge, treating people wrong, tell, you know, violating people's constitutional rights? You know, the, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm thinking back to the, the guy that killed uh, George Floyd. And this guy had 18 complaints. I mean, you can't even get 18 complaints flipping burgers at McDonald's before your job is in danger. So I was just thinking about that. Are they, are they, you know, a, a permanent class of overseers? Is that what we're trying to create here? A police class that gets to act with impunity in the black community and do what they want to do to black bodies whenever they want to do it. And regardless of what anybody says, I understand the police kill everybody, but they kill us more frequently for less serious offenses. I will say that too many white boys got guns, having interactions with the police, and then you know whatever they get a they, they go to Burger King, go to McDonald's. So, I um I, I'd like to know your answers to that question. It's um rumored that the Atlanta Police Department was offering five hundred dollar bonuses for police to come to work today. So now it's the taxpayers' problem, right? We'll just shift that to the taxpayers. You, you, you see what you see what I'm saying here? I mean, who, who's really the victims in this situation? Is it the police or is it the countless black people, men and women, who are gunned down and unfairly treated and have their rights violated by the police? Now, we spoke the other night about the 13th, 14th and 15th Amendments, and we saw in both of those, the 13th and the 14th Amendment, the word due process or duly convicted of a crime. Keyword due and duly, which means it has to be appropriate. So when cops kill us and gun us down in the streets, what they're doing is circumventing the justice. They're not letting the criminal justice system work the way it's supposed to work for black people. And that's what they have to understand. That's what they have to realize. Let's see what we got. Just read an article that was written by a former black deputy chief that includes a plan of not allowing cops with a troubled past to become supervisors. Yeah, that's that's a lot of that's happening. And that's uh, the, the Peter principle at work right there. You get you get promoted to your own level of incompetence. And that's kind of how this thing works. It's uh, backwards as hell. Like I said, if you had a bad jacket at McDonald's, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be on fries. You know, you might be washing lettuce if you get to keep your job, but you wouldn't be on fries where the big bucks start rolling in. I'm going to be honest, not with no 18, 19, 17 complaints. This officer Rolf guy, 
the guy that shot and killed uh, Mr. Brooks. This man had a 2016 situation in which his gun was discharged and there was a shooting involved. So, you know, this is the, this is, this goes on all over the place. There's some officers in my hometown of Mobile that have shot and killed people and probably still don't need to be on the force. They're probably still on the force and they're, they're going to be on the force to kill again, unfortunately. I just hate to be the poor guy that gets pulled over by the motherfuckers, I'll be honest. So let's see what we got here. So he says, Mayor Bottom says, sick calls aren't affecting safety as APD Foundation hands out bonuses of $500. Exactly. Uh, it makes about as much sense as putting screen doors on a submarine to me. Um, it sucks to be really um, at, at somebody's will like that, especially people that are supposed to work for you. I'd be honest, I wouldn't be giving them anything. If anything, I'd be paying other officers that want to be police officers and do their job the right way. I pay them $500 less to come on because there's people that need jobs and there's people that want to serve this community and people that want to be professionals. Let's see what else. The Atlanta police officer who recently killed Rashard Brooks was involved. Yep, we just talked about it. It was 2015, 2016. In the case that a local judge found so troubling, she's still bothered by it to this day. I would like to know the, the the ins and outs and the details of that case, because, like I said, it's strange that these these people are, are out on the street, like the gentleman uh, guy that with beard that that pulled the kids out of the car and you know busted their window and did all of this crazy extreme animalistic stuff to these children. He he was involved in another another situation that was in his records that was sealed in which a gentleman was shot seventy six times in an apartment in East Point. So like I said, at what point in time, what job can you get? What job can you get that basically allows you to do this and operate with, with impunity? You know, I hope they, I hope they get the justice and policing act right. I really hope that they get that right up there in Washington, DC. They very rarely get anything right, but I really hope that they get that right. We have to keep the pressure on them and make sure they get that right. See what we got going. Okay. Yeah, we'll check that out. Thank you. All right. So once again, if anybody cares to answer the question, do you, be do you believe that the police are becoming a de facto class of overseers who get to keep their jobs regardless of what they do? Or do they feel like that should be the case? I, I don't think it's going to be like that for too much longer if that is the case. Also, something interesting I saw today, the Kentucky Attorney General announced the investigation into the death of Breonna Taylor. He really didn't have any real information at the time. All he did say is that the FBI was involved, and he did say that he got a letter from Beyonce. So that's a case we definitely need to keep our eyes on. I wonder if the Attorney General is going to call up the judge. And, and, and find out why the judge was signed a no-not warrant. And obviously there wasn't any evidence to support what these police were claiming was in the house. So how can you get it that wrong? In which case a young lady winds up shot eight times in her bed when she just went in to go to sleep. If you don't notice people, especially black people, man, y'all have to notice how these things, how the intensity is ramping up on some of these crimes and some of the things that are happening out here. 
you know, you got people that are popping up hung in California of all places. I mean, you got these officers busting in people's homes, people just minding their business and just shooting people down for no reason. And then it's like, oh, it was a mistake. I mean, honestly, what kind of what kind of job allows you to make that many mistakes and, and still operate? It's obviously not working right. Is there something inherently wrong with police departments nationwide? Have we been right about the system the whole time and we've just gone crazy trying to convince those who don't believe in the system about it? Let's see what we got here. So Rolf was one of the officers, one of the three officers who fired their guns that night. One of the bullets struck the suspect, Jackie Harris, collapsing his lung according to court records, but the police report on the matter failed to mention the shootings. The judge in the case, Doris Downs, found that omission bizarre and outrageous. Yeah. I'm reading an interesting article, too, um, and I'll be talking about that probably on next Tuesday on the Big Mike Drop Livecast. And it's basically talking about police brutality and violence amongst against Black people and brown people as a public health issue very interesting article I, i'll go over it you know next week with a fine tooth comb and we'll talk about it because it piqued my interest and i have read it already but i just want to you know get a little bit more background information find out if anybody's refuting this claim and let's 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 get the whole story before i bring it to y'all okay so i think um we need to chart a new course and we have to get to the work of blazing that path because this is uncharted territory. So we, we do have to find out our own destination right now as black people, especially while we have the world's ear on this police brutality situation. Um, they're fighting back. And like I said, violence is ramping up. People are getting lynched. Bodies are popping up. People are getting hung. You know, it's going back to the same type of action it was in the 60s and 50s and before then. And for those of you who don't know, I hate to sound cliche, but if you don't know your history, you will be doomed to repeat it. Whoever said that was telling you the truth, I would take heed to that advice. All right. So next, I want to go ahead and let's get on this First Amendment, because this is something that's really important to me because of what I do. And I got some really exciting opportunities coming up next week with the big mic drop. And I, I really hope everything works out. So let me pull this up. And share the screen and let's read. All right. So the First Amendment. Let me get that comment off of that for now. All right. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and petition the government for a redress of grievances. So. A lot of that's going on right now. 
the Fifth Amendment is very pertinent right now. Also, all of them are always important and pertinent, but the Fifth Amendment right now, especially in this amendment, because what you see right here is it states that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, which means no state religion, uh, church versus state, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, religious freedoms, in which case religious freedom has been under attack, been under attack for a minute uh, in this country. I'll say since 9-11, we've kind of seen an intolerance growing of, of religion and different religions and people of different religions and different cultures. So that's one thing that's kind of degrading in the First Amendment of the Constitution. The reason I like going over this with y'all is because I, I want people to know, I want you to be in the know. I don't want you to have your rights violated and you kind of just go along with it. Like my grandpops used to say, I don't want people taking wooden nickels out. All right. So nobody should abridge your, your freedom to exercise your religion. But what about this next one? What about freedom of speech? What about freedom of press? People talk about the political correct argument and people saying that political correctness is, is um, a violation of your freedom of speech. In which case I do agree. I think the, 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 the term used is my ability or my freedom to yell fire ends when I walk into a crowded movie theater. My freedom to swing my hands and my fists ends at your nose or your face. But as long as nobody else is impacted by what I say, I should be able to say what I want. It's a lot of that going around now, in which case, if you're not talking about the talking points and you're not on board with what people want you to be on board with, the public opinion, now all of a sudden you don't have a right to speak your mind. And while I might not agree with what everybody says, I'm not sitting up saying I agree with what everybody says, but I do agree with their right to say it. Because nobody, I don't want anybody telling me what I can say, especially with, with what I'm doing. I mean, if I'm sitting up here telling lies, you know, reporting fake news or whatever, then that's a different story. I mean, first of all, I'm not a news reporter. I'm more of an opinionated person who, who does journalist work on the low. So let's see what we got here. Freedom of assembly and tear gas at protests don't mix. Exactly. One thing y'all will notice about our assemblies and the assemblies that happened a few weeks ago on the state capital of Michigan, you'll notice that there was no tear gas deployed. You notice none of those guys up there with those weapons got their windows busted out and pulled out and nobody got tased. Matter of fact, nobody was hurt. We'll talk about that when we talk about the Second Amendment. But you got to understand that people with weapons were not hurt. No issues, no incidents. Screaming in the cop's face, COVID-19, spit, whatever, flying. But you have a group of kids who just saw a traumatic snuff film. Now they're messed up in the head. They want to do something. Now they want to go in the streets and they want to hold up signs and want to express their anger and their grievance, which is a, a correct grievance. They're not wrong for their grievance. But it says right here, 
third to the last word, a redress of grievance. Is our government redressing right now? Our grievances? It's a lot of things being said that are gonna change, but is there really a lot of things changing? You gotta think about this. But who do we go to when our rights are violated? Who do you go to when you peaceably assemble and like I said, cops just come through and beat you down? Or you know, pull your mask down and spray you in the face with mace, tear gas, flash, flash grenades. What about if you get your eye put out with a rubber bullet? You get shot in your chest, your back with a rubber bullet, being bad bullets. You get hit with a billy club. The time. We have to stop letting these people trample over our rights in this country. With Juneteenth coming up tomorrow, I would love to see us celebrating Juneteenth with the fervor that we celebrate July 4th. And what your boy Trump said today, you might want to go a little bit harder tomorrow. Because your boy Donald Trump said, in a nutshell, and I'm paraphrasing here, that he just made Juneteenth extremely popular because he wanted to have a damn Klan rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth, which he changed. But now, you know, since he didn't know about it, which I don't think he knew about it, don't get me wrong. Somebody in his camp knew about it. He didn't know about it. But then he comes back and says, oh, a lot of people didn't know about this. And I've made Juneteenth very popular. You done made it so damn popular. How about this big badass? Make it a federal holiday. Since you want to take that credit, make Juneteenth a federal holiday just for black people. I don't think you'll do that because then your white friends will start crying. This, is, this, this type of stuff is what happens when we don't know our history, when we don't know our rights. You can have somebody like Donald Trump come in and take credit for Juneteenth and make Juneteenth popular. We should be all over his ass right now for saying that. We should be making him feel the pressure. But unfortunately, we're not. He's insulated from our grievances. Freedom of press. The press is under attack, y'all. And I'm gonna be honest, the press is the fourth estate. The press keeps everything in check. So you have the executive, the legislative, and the judicial, and you have the press. The press is under attack by the establishment, mainly the executive. Once we remove the press from this, I'm talking about good, honest press. I'm not talking about the Fox News. I'm not talking about the opinionated CNNs and people like that. I'm talking about the real press, the people that get out here and honestly try to get you a story. But once they gather and wrangle control over that, then it's downhill from there. I want each and every one of y'all to understand the importance of these in this document. Like I said, this First Amendment was written way before we had the right for any of this. 
But on June 19, 1865, it had to go back retroactive for the last slave freed in this country, in Texas. Galveston, Texas. I'm not gonna stay long tonight because I gotta get ready, get to meet marinating, get all that good stuff going, go get some beer, get a cooler, whatnot, you know, all that good stuff. But I want y'all to enjoy this Juneteenth. Party like it's Juneteenth, 1999. For real. Because we're still on a long journey to freedom. And I plan on helping and doing my part. Before I get out of here, I just have a few announcements. I'll be joining a couple of friends of mine down in Mobile, Alabama, my partner, Gerard Green. Appreciate it. What up, Gary? And we'll be going to the Surviving the Experience. It's going to be a panel. It's going to be hosted by Gerard, and it's going to have special guests, the Mobile Police Chief, Chief Batiste, and Carlos Finley, Judge Carlos Finley. And I look forward to bringing that to y'all. Even my people that don't live in Mobile, Alabama, this is where it starts because we want to learn. We need to learn from the people that want to talk to us and the people that want to reach out to us that are in the power structure that can give us some advice on what it is maybe we can do different. But also I hope they're open to take advice of what they can do different. One thing the police are going to have to understand in this country is that this is a two-way street. Respect isn't given, respect is earned. And until you start acting respectable, nobody's going to respect you. Calling in because your buddy got, got popped and busted, that's not respectable. That man know he was wrong. His two left shoes for shooting Mr. Brooks in the back. His partner know he wrong too. But justice is going to be served. Let's see. Got one more thing before I get out of here. Donald Trump, that's, that's the he we're talking about, right? He said he's done more for the black community than any other president. Even, even Abraham Lincoln. I mean, this is this is pure lunacy. I, you know, I, I don't even know. I, and I try not to talk about this guy. I know I always say that. I try not to talk about this guy, but uh this is, you know, he says these things that are so off the wall, and he does this to throw us off. He does this on purpose. We have to stop it. We can't let him do that. I'll say this. With what we got going on next week in Mobile, I really hope that we're able to engage. I hope we're able to have intentional conversations with people instead of emotional conversations. It's, you know, I understand this is an emotional time, but emotion is not going to get us to the next level we need to be on. So I'm asking God to give us the discernment. I'm asking God to open up the eyes and open up the ears of our enemies. And let them know that it's not time. That it's time. I'm sorry. That it's time for this to be over. It's time to let us go. It's time to give us justice. And it's time to let us be the citizens and the overachievers that we've always been. 
Let us go. Give us what you owe and let us go. And we'll show you. One more thing, real quick on, on the blue flu. I forgot to say this. Sean King calls it the swine flu. I thought I thought that was pretty funny. Y'all, this is serious stuff, man. I hate to be all melancholy and doom and gloom. You know, I don't want it to be that type of show, but it seems like the harder the times, the harder the conversations have to get. I know y'all see it. This is a green screen. So of course that's why you see the line going through it, but that's actually a green part of the shirt. Vulture Vision 2020 shirts in. Big Mike, the big Mike drop.com. That'll take you to my storefront and blog. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor. Check us out on Spotify at the Big Mike Drop. I do audio podcasts for those who can't just watch me and see this beautiful face. I'm just playing. I've been told I got a face for radio, so I started out doing audio podcasts. So a lot of these I do transfer to audio and upload them to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and Anchor at the Big Mike Drop. So please check that out. Go to YouTube. Check us out. We're on Twitter, Instagram, everything at the Big Mike Drop across all platforms. So hit me up. Link up with me. And especially if you see anything going on, First Amendment-wise, you are a newspaper journalist. What they what do they call, not a newspaper journalist, I'm sorry. You're what they call a citizen journalist. That cell phone, let me see. This right here, this is what's changing everything. If you see something going on, it's your First Amendment right, especially if it's an officer of the government that's abusing somebody or doing something wrong. First of all, pull that bad boy out and call 911 and then start recording what you see. This your boy, Big Mike. This is the Big Mike Drop. I appreciate y'all for checking us out. We'll catch y'all next Tuesday, 8 p.m. on the dot. Know your rights Tuesday. I just gave y'all a little sneak peek today because I felt like we needed to have this First Amendment conversation to kind of get everything kicked off. Next week, we're going to talk about the Second Amendment and we're going to start talking about the articles of the Constitution because the way this government is set up is all outlined in the articles of the Constitution. And that's something that we need to get to the bottom of, especially coming up election season. Vote your vision 2020, vote your vision 2024. It's time to go into the future and it's time now. I appreciate y'all. Peace.